Once a decade, there is a comedy event so exciting, so phenomenal, so beautiful, so breathtaking that it may stop your heart. The unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent ill-advised vanity tour by Weird Al Yankovic <laughs> begins March 2022. For those of you who live in the greater Salt Lake area, he will be arriving June 6th, 2022. This is an actual ad. Yeah, this, this is, is an actual ad. advertising an event. I'm advertising the Weird Al concert because I am going and I want people to know that Weird Al is coming back to Salt Lake. I've seen him the three previous times he's been in Utah. The last time I got to meet him. And this time, I won't be able to meet him, but, you but will I will still love to, to love see him. him. I will still be able to love him. From afar. For this event, he does not do his costumes. He does not do his most popular songs or parodies. He does the less no lesser known ones and the longer ones, like Albuquerque and Stuck in the Drive-Thru. So it's just a, it's an event. It's an evening with Weird Al. And it is some stand-up he does, kind of. He says some jokes. They play some covers of U2 and some very popular <laughs> artists. They're Good. legitimately great musicians on top of being very clever individuals. So, Weird Al's ill-advised vanity tour returns 2022. It'll be in Salt Lake, Utah, June 6th. Hope to see you there. Welcome back to the Orange Boy Inquiry. Nope. No, dang it. <laughs> it's like a it's like a habit on my tongue. I can't I can't remove it. Welcome back to Man Cave Movie Night. Hey. hey. My name is Lucas. My name is Jared. My name is Nile. And we today are going to be talking about another very vague uh, topic, music, <laughs> general, I guess. Not vague, general, broad. Cuz last week we talked about video games. This week we're talking about music. Yeah, this is like uh, our right. first couple episodes with the name Man Cave Movie Night, and we have yet to talk about movies. <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah. It's the pro strat. You gotta but keep the it idea. Your toes. Yeah, that's right. The idea behind it. We'll have a triumphant return. We we mostly talk. Well, I don't even know about mostly, but movie night is just like it's an inviting term. Sometimes when I have a movie night, we watch a TV show. And sometimes we play Smash Bros. So, yeah, sometimes you play Smash Bros. So and sometimes night... you sit in a circle with blindfolds on and just listen to music. Sensory deprivation, <laughs> sound. Sometimes you sit in a circle with your backs to each other and just ponder your orb. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of pondering my orb recently. <laughs> the, it's the, a good the pastime. pondering the orb stuff. I, I just missed. I missed the train on it. I don't know where. <laughs> <laughs> but I, everything Niall shares, like fifty percent, is like I'm pondering the orb thing on Instagram. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh. Anyway, so I had the idea to talk about music. Um, firstly, because music is good, and we all like music. Yep. It's funny that I chose this topic because I like am, and I like music less than, and I am less fluent in music than both Jared and Niall. But I still am a consumer of the tunes. Yeah, well, you're um, the only one that's doing music for school. True. Well, I'm not doing it for school. I'm getting paid to do it at my school. <laughs> right. Well, go. that's what I mean. But yeah. yes, you know. I do. I guess it's, I guess you 
it's not professional, but it is through a university, which is fun. And I very much enjoy it. If you saw my video I put on Instagram as well, we played nope, at the halftime show. It. I, okay. I did watch it. I'm very, kidding. I watched it. Was very it. Nice. <laughs> it was really cool. Thank you. That was actually, it was like 10,000 people. I'd never played to that many people before, obviously. Yeah, and I was like, That's awesome. It was fun. It was really cool. It was on stools and trash cans, so <laughs> it was fun. Cool. Um, uh, one anyway, thing I'll so add, I mean, sorry. Lucas talks about how like limited his like scope of music is and all that, but like just this two weeks ago when we were hanging out driving around, I got to listen to a lot of Lucas's music, and there was a lot of like yeah. a lot of different sounds, you know, a lot of different Put on genres, a whole lot of stuff that I was like, oh snap! I was like, oh cool! Lucas I didn't, I didn't know Lucas like you know this rap group or this yeah. <laughs> Like when you turned on Limp Bizkit, I Limp was Bizkit. very surprised. Okay, to be to be fair though, I have just barely started listening to Limp Bizkit, like sure. a, a few weeks ago. I just don't. Want, I don't want you to sell yourself really short, like man. Yeah. Okay. I was surprised. All I'm Thank saying. You. I, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. I yeah. I like basically until I was 18 years old, legitimately the only thing I listened to was Weird Al. Like that's not even a little bit of an exaggeration. Pretty much the only things I listened to were Weird Al, classical music, and movie soundtracks. And, and I so remember like, kind of being there uh, either physically or uh, metaphorically by your side as you discovered Flight of the Concords. Yep. Mm. Yep. So my dad and Niall. So I remember Niall showed me a Flight of the Concords song once in high school. I was like, <laughs> oh, well, this is kind of interesting. And my dad has been in the Flight of the Concords, and I just never listened to them. But yeah, and then in high school, I actually listened to them. And then I watched the show, and I was like... Yo, what? These guys are geniuses. Yeah, I, I, I love them. I love them. They're awesome. I have a shirt. I have a shirt somewhere over there. Um, but me too. Yeah, yeah my my I've music got some got a lot. ability or my music uh, vocabulary has increased. I guess my ability too. I've gotten better drums. I would hope, but that's not what we're talking about today. Yeah, um, we'll get into music in a little bit, right? Yes. First, we have to talk about. The, the news. Hey, news. Guys, I would love to start us off. Oh my goodness. Wow. I've got some big news. I'm excited. Wow. First I wrote all, down a couple bullet points, and so I'm going to go last, and whatever you and I yeah, you talk clean about, it up. I'll fill in the gaps. You clean it up. Um, okay, so first of all, I... Sh- this is just a note before I get into my news. I should have brought up Badlands Chugs uh, in a, yes. what we've been watching. Oh, yes. I, was, I was thinking the same <laughs> I was like, thing. Oh, oh, no. Because YouTubers. I mean, come on. We yeah. could do that, too. But Badlands Chugs, go check them out. <laughs> Sprite Cranberry 10-can chug. Go, go check them out Just, while you still can, yeah. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pour one out. Yeah, or just, you know, pour one down. Pour one down, yeah. You yeah, can't I wanna, pour it out. You no. gotta, you gotta chug I want to chug the. I want to continue to chug the world one bottle at a time. Yes. Anyway, that's a side note. Um, but my news is, I saw a couple trailers this week that I didn't even know were coming. Right. So you guys have been doing a bad job at informing me on the news <laughs> because oh, I. Brother. Oh no. Because well, I. Well, I don't. Okay, the thing I with trailers blindsided. is, you don't know when the trailer is going to release. It's that's all true. speculation. That's so. true. You can talk about it once it's released, but not before. Okay, well, the first one I'll talk about then is um, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse 
Part one. Part one. Yeah. What? <laughs> Ambitious. I love it. And a it. great trailer, oh. too. Yeah, oh, it yeah. It was awesome. It didn't show too much. It was like uh-uh. what a little bit of what happens at the end of um, Into the Spider-Verse. And then just yeah. like a little bit more, a little bit more of that art style, a little changing it up in the art style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it looks sweet. And uh, I, there is, it looks to be some villain. And I, you know, I don't want to say any big spoilers or anything. I don't know if people want to go watch the trailer first, but. Um, well, he's what, in the end credit scene of Spider Verse. Yes, he is. He is. Um, but yeah. I, I just think it'll be fun to watch him like fight villains as like a Spider Man a little bit more. You know, yeah. Miles Morales instead of like. Yeah. In, Learning to be. Exactly. Yeah. Learning. Oh, I've got these powers now. You know, I love yeah, yeah, the yeah, sequels. Yeah. For the most part of like the second one. movies, yeah. Right. When once the once the whole whatever is established, the origin story, we got it. They can actually like have a and full movie then fighting. Homecoming is fun because it's like a sequel to nothing. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's just like exactly. straight into being Spider-Man. Yep. Yeah. So Homecoming is great in that, and then obviously the best superhero movie of all time, Spider-Man, Spider-Man Two. Two. Or even mm. the Dark Knight, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, same, amazing. These, same idea. If if they land a sequel, <laughs> they you know Thor for too. a superhero. <laughs> I like Thor too. <laughs> Captain America too. Me too. Yeah. Captain America too. Oh yeah. yeah, that's one of the best. I know. The... <laughs> I was I was going back to good ones. Oh, you yeah, were going back to yeah, there you go. anti facetiousness. So <laughs> anti fascism. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, so. That trailer came out. Another trailer that I am just so excited for. I didn't even... This was not on my radar at all, but it's called Studio 666. Oh, the Foo Fighters movie. It uh, looks to be a Foo Fighters movie. That's oh, kind of like a horror movie or spooky yeah. kind of just yeah. fun time. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, they're just recording music in this haunted studio. Or <laughs> at least that's what I'm supposed to that's, like, that's basically that's all the information that the, there is about it right now. But yeah, the trailer gave nothing away. Uh, I'm sure it'll just be kind of like funny, Food goofy, fighters, yeah. spooky movie, you know? I think so, too. So it could be very fun. It could be very bad, but I do like the yeah. Foo Fighters, so I think I will enjoy it. Um, and that's my nice. news. <laughs> well, Sweet. Cool. No, yeah. that's cool. Um, most of what I was going to talk about was across the Spider-Verse as well, but nice. I've got another um, interesting thing to talk about, also Spider-Man related. It kind of seems like in the world right now, half to more than half of what you hear is just about Spider-Man. Oh, seriously, there's um, so much, mm-hmm. but which is so exciting. Luckily, there's not going to be too much that we will hear from the press about No Way Home, because it's apparently... According to one thing that I read, um, I read press too, screenings for No Way Home are only showing 40 minutes of the movie. Yep. Oh, what? They're not showing even the press the entire movie. Yeah. Until the premiere, which comes out the 13th, which is the same week as the movie comes out. So it's right. like two days before the movie's released to the general public. That's when like the world premiere is. Yeah. And and just to, you know, help everybody out, um, because there were some big leaks on kind of some big stuff that happened with Eternals. There are always kind of leaks in between the premiere and when it gets released for, you know, the general audience. Um, after the 13th, it's very possible that you'll be seeing some big spoilers on yeah. the internet 
Um, so just kind of really be careful about that if you care. Um, I'm I'm very likely just gonna like log off of Facebook yeah, because I feel like that's same. always where stuff gets spoiled for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so just kind of be aware of that. That's kind of my big news because I think that's a. I think that's kind of an important thing too. Yeah, to yeah it's a, like a PSA thing. Yeah. Um, um, did we also talk about what Ridley Scott said about the last duel? I think we did last yet? week, actually. Okay. I think we mentioned it. Yeah, For those that so don't know what we're talking about, he blamed cell phone generation for his most recent movie doing poorly. Yeah. Which is ironic because most people who saw it were between the ages of 18 and 25. Ugh. And like uh, most of the ticket sales were that, that, that uh, demographic. Because it's like R, so you can't take your kids to it or anything. Right. And it's like an adult movie, but it's... I, I really thought it was an excellent movie, yeah. but... Um, yeah. anyway. One more thing uh, that is not movie-related, but the Skyrim, the adventure game, board game, um, its GameFound fundraiser is officially over um, as of, for the listeners, yesterday, um, Sunday. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh, if you didn't back it, you missed out because the (laughs) backers, it, it finally hit the stretch goal of getting the large dragon mini. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. Man, I would have backed that. Of a a Skyrim dragon. I knew there was, if I could get Alduin. Is it Alduin only? It it looks like Alduin. Okay. Okay. I don't know if they've necessarily confirmed which dragon it is. random blood dragon. Because (laughs) with with the continuity of Skyrim, um, like Alduin is the first of them to rise, and he starts like bringing all the others back, so it's probably Alduin, because this game takes place before the events of Skyrim. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, Cool. So is it made by Bethesda or is it like a fan made thing? It's it's made by Modifius in partnership with Bethesda. Okay, sweet. So everything's been like like licensed. That's why it took such a long time because they've been talking about doing this for a long time. Yeah. The game like mechanics have been made for a long time. They were just waiting until all of the licensing was sorted out. Okay, that makes sense. That's sweet. Um, so a couple other pieces of news. Um, the, it was announced this week that Tom Holland has renewed his contract for another Spider-Man trilogy. Oh yeah. yeah. I, so. I had that written down even, and I didn't say it. <laughs> it's okay. Which that's huge. And that's in the that's MCU. Huge. Yeah. That's in the MCU. Yeah. Yep. So I, I don't know if I'd previously mentioned it on the podcast or said it to you guys, but I had a theory that Marvel and Sony were kind of feuding and they were done and they were just going to pull Tom Holland out of the MCU at the end of No Way Home and just, and just do their own the stuff. Sony Spider-Verse. Uh, yeah, which would have been horrible. It does not yep. sound like that's going to happen, but what I think is going to happen instead is Marvel is just going to say, okay, fine, whatever, and they're going to fold in all of the Sony stuff into the MCU. Which Even though they're so still going to be produced by Sony still and uh, just totally independent, uh, they're going to be on the same planet as everything else. So, I, don't, I don't. I don't like I that don't at all. That. I really don't. I'm <laughs> well, sure Kevin Feige does not like it. I'm no, sure you don't want to see Aaron Taylor it. Johnson's Craven the, the Hunter in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Somehow I don't. <laughs> uh, no, it's going to be rough. Um, but whatever. I'm I'm just looking for I, that. That's totally not confirmed or anything. That's just a theory. Um, we'll see what happens in No Way Home ultimately. But I'm excited to see more Tom Holland as Spider Man. I would love to just get uh, another like kind of homecoming scale where it's not like an end of the world. It's just him versus a villain. 
Um, yeah. Which worked really well, I thought. And Far From Home, to an extent. Um, another thing, I don't know if anyone cares about this, but the Peacemaker TV show I did see that, yeah. trailer got released, which is a sequel to The Suicide Squad from this last year. From this year, I guess. It comes out in January. Um, Starring but John Cena. Yep, John Cena's Peacemaker. Should be fun. It looks kind of silly and... I like the Suicide Squad, so. And then uh, another thing is that the, like almost always, the first look at a Marvel movie is from a leaked Lego set. Um, (laughs) So there was a... You guys know how it is. Yeah, (laughs) like legitimately, almost every single time, just from here on out, I mean, I I don't think we've mentioned that before, but that's just something. (laughs) It's just something that happens. It's just like a, what happens. Um, Lego sets Lego, and Funko Pops. Yep, a Lego will leak, like the box art, and it'll have like the set and everything, and it'll be the first image from a movie. And that was the case this week with Multiverse of Madness, which is the Doctor Strange sequel. Mm. Um, a Lego set leaked, and it had Doctor Strange, Wong, and America Chavez fighting a large, one-eyed green monster. Not Shumagorath, though. Not Shuma. Oh, come on! It's called Gargantuos or something. Like that. I want also a, Shumagorath. But the the so rumor is badly. that Shumagorath is in the movie, and that Gargantuos is just like some. I don't know that character at all, but apparently it's just like a. Jared's eyes are glazing. <laughs> <laughs> just like uh. But the thing that Shumagorath is basically the Marvel Universe version of a D and D beholder. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, that's actually a perfect comparison. Um, but the thing that I I see. Saw on the the best part about that is the improved Doctor Strange costume, where they have finally brought the Eye of Agamotto from the middle of his chest as a necklace to being the link on his cape, like it is in the Sick. comics. And they That's also dope. have like the blue onk on his chest as well. He's got the black oh, they pants. have the weird symbol thing yep. now. They yes. technically have it in it, but it's just very very. What light. did you call it? It's an onk, right? Isn't what is an onk? An onk is that, uh, it's like a T-shape with the open circle at the front. Well, actually, in, in the... Sh- <laughs> I've never heard that in the source ma- In the source material, it's ank, but because <laughs> oh, of how you right. would actually pronounce it, it's yeah, onk. Yeah, yeah. Um, M. Night Shyamalan decided that... <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan's you know, directing culturally, it. <laughs> culturally, it was insensitive to yeah, yeah. Sorry. call it an ank. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, anyway, um, and then there is another rumor with Multiverse of Madness that the trailer will be releasing with No Way Home. Ooh. So if that's the case, there's a trailer for that coming in two two weeks. Uh, we'll see if that... Well, it seems like Multiverse of Madness is more of a sequel to No Way Home than it will be to the to first Doctor, Doctor Strange Yeah, movie. well, that movie was six years ago. Like, there's no way... That's upsetting that it's that long ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, five uh, years at this point, but... That's like one of the new ones, and it's that old? Yeah. Ugh. That messes me up, dude. Yep. It's crazy. Um, so, yeah. Um, then we'll see if that trailer comes out. That movie comes out in May. but So they've still got a lot of time to market it if they don't want to have a trailer come out quite yet. But that is the next Marvel movie after Spider-Man. I think everyone, like we've talked about, it's just in a huge Spider-Man phase right now. Yeah. There's just, like, so much, which is awesome. But then, you know, they do have other projects to pursue. I other really Morbius, of course. Sorry, Morbius is in January, which is another Sony Marvel movie. Yes. Which poo poo to that. <laughs> which every trailer that comes out for that, by the way, it just gets more confusing what that movie. What is. it is, yeah. It's just like this movie takes place in all universes and in no universe, also. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Doctor Michael Morbius, 
Everyone's best friend. Anyway, True. that's it. That's it for the news. We can uh, move on into our topic, which is about music. Jared. Yeah. What a segue. Was <laughs> Wasn't awesome. it? Wasn't that it was so great. good? Yes, I'm Lucas. Impressed. Thank you. It was so natural. Yeah, what's up, Lucas? What did you have to say to Jared? Yeah, what did you have to say to me? Oh, I said uh, you can uh, ask your question if you'd like. Well, okay, no, let me just preface. <laughs> we... Look, I'm, my, not, I'm not helping me, Lucas at all during this episode. Let me make this segue. Because he derailed me every single time yeah, last episode. I know, you're right. I owe I you did, nothing. And I feel bad. You, you we're don't. Gonna, you really we're going to kneecap all of your segues. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That is fine and totally understandable because I did just totally thrash everything you tried to do last time. Um, so, Spotify wrapped was this week, or Apple Music wrapped. Also. Apple Music rewind. 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 Sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so, which means that if you do not keep up, like if you don't have like a tracking app or whatever, seeing how much you've listened to music or what you've been listening to, it's a fun little day where you're like, oh, look at this, I was listening to this, the fun little band and song and stuff. Right. And so. Something that goes through my mind every December when yep. these come out. Yep. December that 1st every exactly year. Exactly. <laughs> in that, in that voice. In that cadence and tone. Yep. Um, so we thought it would be fun to talk about music. Because we love music and we haven't really talked about it in an episode, um, so it is topical. I saw this before to continue. <laughs> it's topical. These words have never come out of my mouth, but I saw a funny TikTok where Whoa. <laughs> oh my gosh, there was a. I didn't see it on TikTok though. I saw it on Reddit. So okay. classic. It was a yep. guy. You're was excused. Like, what people? How people think they'll react? People will react to posting your spotify raps online. oh yeah and it's like this guy like gets into a car he's like bro what a sick that's like your aura was like hype and chill like that's totally <laughs> you man it was so funny like it was that's just awesome. so well played of just what kind of people like i mean i don't know it's just fun, no it, it, that i saw that same so one good. i thought that was hilarious it was a awesome. good job <laughs> um anyway I thought we could Bro, share some of our... What, top 1% of Kanye or Drake listeners? <laughs> yeah, Drake? That's insane, That's man. Insane, going bro. up. <laughs> oh, it totally fits you, man. You're yeah. so cool. It was um, so funny. Yeah. Um, do you guys do you guys listen to Spotify or Apple Music? What do you guys... I'm an Apple Music boy. How do you partake? Spotify. It's okay. just easier for sharing music, I think, and finding other people's playlists. It. I think it is easier. I mean, it's definitely... Because here's the thing, I use both. Right now, I have both a premium Spotify <laughs> wow, and nice. uh, barrel. Apple Music account. And that's because I just kind of go with whichever one's offering me a better deal. Um, mm, until yeah. like halfway through this renewed Spotify. Spotify was just buggy and not working for me. And so I finally, I just decided to switch back to Apple Music full time. There you go. Um, but my point with that has been lost on there. me it's out there though <laughs> you got one somewhere yeah i got one somewhere um i think it is easier to share and like find people like if i'm searching nile on apple music like it doesn't show me anything like i can't find yeah. him i don't feel like um same with like but like on spotify i can see everybody's like find someone super easy see all their playlists um yeah. find stuff that i like plus spotify i have to give it to them is really really good with board game playlists Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There are a lot of playlists you can find that are yeah. super good. Like there's this one that I've been listening to called uh, 
Brie Larson singing Black Sheep from uh, from Scott, Scott Pilgrim, Pilgrim type yeah, vibes. And I put it on. I found a ton of really cool music on that playlist, actually, because it's like continually updated. Yeah. It's awesome. No, that's sweet. So I do like Spotify for that kind of social part of it. Um, but I just think Apple... I don't know. I like the lyrics feature, which Spotify's That's been so trying nice. to introduce. Spotify does have that now, or on certain songs. I yeah, noticed that like... when you brought that up the other day, I was like, I don't know why I was in Spotify as I was doing it, but um, I was like, oh, hey, here's the lyrics. They were just mm-hmm. like going. So yeah, yeah. I don't know if they're trying to integrate that or what, but that is a good point. They are. They're trying to. The one thing Apple Music really had going for it. Yeah. But so I got two lists this. Um, this time around, one from Apple mm. and one from Spotify, and mm. they are pretty different because I would just use Spotify for my older playlists, and I would use my Apple Music for new songs and stuff like yeah. that. And so it's new, just new, new, new. And so it was just interesting to see, like, you know, who my number one was on both of those, um, and it actually turned out to be the same artist. So I'm gonna jump into my question now. Because nice. I want to, not because Lucas wants very me to. Good. <laughs> okay, um, very good. And so Thank I want to know who <laughs> your most listened to artist is for the year and why their music really resonates or connects with you. Sweet. Now, right. go ahead. Yeah, so this year, um, as all years, <laughs> um, it basically it's always competition between two bands, and it's between The Buried and Me and The Deer Hunter. Um, and it kind of is just like whoever has released a full length album uh, <laughs> will win that year. Yeah. And between the buried and me released um, colors Two. Um, for the listeners who have never had one conversation with me, because that's just about as long as it takes for me to talk about one of these. Bands. <laughs> true. Um, Very true. Between the buried and me is a progressive death metal band that started out much more as like kind of like metalcore, very just like blast beats in your face, like very intense stuff. Um, and with each album, they've kind of introduced more of a progressive element um, to the point that people felt like they had strayed from what they were. Um, they released a sequel to their 2007 breakout album, Colors, called Colors 2, which features some like little kind of Easter eggs, or as a guitarist, uh, Paul Wagner referred to them like little nuggets um, from Colors, um, but overall it's just a new album, you know, that is, it's Colors too because they wrote it in the, in a same kind of like socially critical headspace, like, oh, the world is kind of doing this stuff and this is kind of how we feel about it. And so that's kind of where Colors 2 came from. Um, and it's just a great album. And so I... In preparation for that, I was through the year listening to Colors a lot, and then uh, my favorite album ever made, Parallax to the Future Sequence, is by them as well. Um, and so I, you know, was listening to it a lot to get ready for that album, and then when that album came out, of course, I've just kind of had it on repeat, you know. And I've I've moved into some other stuff. I don't think it's the best of their albums, but I think it's up there. You know, it's a really really good album, and so. That that album alone basically put them in my number one spot this year. So nice. they were your number one artist, but I want to know like why why does their music resonate with you specifically? They're this metal kind of like metal core or like at least like a very heavy 
like sound i mean it's interesting music like but what exactly is it for you um for me i i don't i really like um i i like rhythm and i like kind of creativity in time signatures and and kind of like how can we time this you know differently or i don't know i i just that's why progressive music generally really calls out to me because i just find it more like continually interesting and engaging than just like a song that's just like four four 120 beats per minute in the key of c major that's just like three minutes long verse chorus verse (laughs) chorus over you know yeah and so i i have found that like it's just a little more engaging to me and when i listen to music like music is usually the thing that i'm doing like background music isn't really a thing for me because I just start focusing on the music, you know? Mm. And so because of that, I, I like for my music to just kind of be a little more engaging and like, Oh, what's going to happen next, you know? And so between the buried and me at this point, they've kind of cultivated themselves into this band of like anything goes, you know, like in the 2007 album, they just had like a song that for, um, there's like a good, minute and a half long stretch that's just like floor toms like big heavy drums and monkey noises Um, (laughs) like for for a stretch of a song and they just like they don't shy away from doing really really goofy stuff and so i i really like that because you listen to it and it's these serious musicians who also let their personality you know shine into the music and it's just it's fun that's awesome yeah I agree. I mean, I've listened to some between and they are definitely like, it's less of like candy music, you know, where it's just, yeah. you eat it quick and it's disposable and it was nice, but it's more of like unpacking a whole meal, you know, yeah. when you listen to one of their songs or especially one of their albums. Yeah. So. Or even it's like cooking a meal because you don't even get to enjoy it until like a while into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like sometimes the first listen is like, oh, this is not fun to listen to at all, you right. know? And you yeah. kind of have to, like, sit with it and let your mind adjust to it. Huh. Yeah, I have not listened to much of them, but uh, I have listened to some Deer Hunter, and all the albums of Deer Hunter I've listened to I've very much enjoyed. Oh, yeah, dude. You you just can't go wrong with that band. Yeah, it's cool. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. There's some awesome stuff with that. Um, so I guess I will go next. My top artist this year was Enter the Rat, um, <laughs> enough of you this, this list, <laughs> so let me just uh, preface this last year because i had been gone for a while uh i was in italy for two years and i came back in december i i when i was here for december and the spotify wrapped everyone was posting on my instagram facebook and whatever and i was like what is this nonsense like this is ridiculous and i was like <laughs> i need to make my own fake one to make fun of everyone and also just because it's silly and I like silly things and so I did that last year and so I did it again this year and I'm going to do it every year from here on out because I just think it's fun and people need to be made fun of sometimes so enter the rat is not a real band however I said on Instagram and somehow even this year people believe me I put this up <laughs> it's a post with five fake songs five fake artists a fake genre and an incorrect amount of music I listen to so if you will indulge me I will, I will read what those uh, what those were. So my please fake. Keep in mind, fake Spotify rap this year. 
was number one, <laughs> Enter the Rat. This, these are artists, by the way. <laughs> yes. Number two, Sweaty Swine. Ugh. <laughs> number three, This is Beans. Hmm? Number four, Egg is God. And number five, Bone Screak. Which Bone Screak was my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I, I'm, a, I'm an Enter the Rat kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, I do like that one. Yeah. I, I love well, people's so responses. so is Lucas, apparently. Yeah. yeah, that was my number one. People's responses were very, very funny. Like, like Jared said, yeah, people sleep on ETR or whatever for <laughs> ETR. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then I had another buddy of mine just be like, oh, bro, I love Bone Screak. They went off this year. And then I had other people like, wow, I've never seen anyone post that many minutes before. Um, and so to let you know how many minutes I claimed I listened to, I said 69 million this year. <laughs> how many years is that? Yeah, how million. many how much is, time is that in years? That, is, that In years, that is 130 years. <laughs> so this year you listened to 130 years of music. Yeah, exactly. Oh, good. Um, and then my top genre was feces bop. Mm. Which is nothing. <laughs> I nothing. loved that. Feces bop. And then my, my top songs were a little bit more topical. Um, except for a couple of them. So my number one track was Obese Heaving by <laughs> Greg Spisserson. Um, and then number two is Why Is Everybody Else Upside Down by Eminem. Number That's three, good. Death Is Only the Beginning by Travis Scott. Oh. Which I seriously, that was like hard for me. I, I read that and was... Oh, dude. And the, like the album cover picture that you uploaded. Oh. Yeah, that was a Just... tough one. <laughs> yep. That's a real picture from Astroworld. Um, oh, boy. And then number Yikes. four is I Promise You I Am Still Relevant by Adele. Mm. And then finally, There's a Bee in My Eye and I Cannot Get It Out by Uncle Jameson. Um, someone commented, it was like, why are all of the names of your songs full sentences? Because <laughs> they didn't realize it was fake as well. Right. Um, but yeah. Anyway, that's just a fun little thing. I've started doing that last year. And I do it this year and I'll do it next year. So keep in mind. Uh, just stay tuned for that stuff. My actual. So I love real quick. I no, love please. how even now on my question, Lucas has decided to derail it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas does not care about me at all. <laughs> no. I do care. I just care about myself more. And now watch when I ask my question how respectful and to the prompt he will be. Yeah, he will be very concise. Well, your your question this time just opened up the opportunity for me to indulge myself and allow my ego to go wild for a couple minutes. And yeah. I appreciate your patience as I went through those. Yeah. yeah you're, and now to you're talk welcome. about your your actual number one, you get thirty seconds. You get literally fifteen. <laughs> All right, my actual number one was Childish Gambino. Nice. Um, I have loved Childish Gambino for a very long time. Donald Glover, who is also an actor, um, is great. I love his lyrics, and I love. Everything that he has made, almost. There's a couple silly things. I have this thing where I a lot of the music I find or listen to comes from movies that I've watched. Um, and then I'll just discover more stuff through that. Um, but Childish Gambino was and has been just awesome. I love his stuff great. a lot. Yeah. yeah. So I listen to it a lot. Um, so yeah, he was my he was my top boy this year. And have you seen the 
This Is America music video synced up with Call Me Maybe. It's so funny. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. Insane. Yeah. It's crazy. It works so well. It works so well. Yeah. <laughs> Where you think you're going, baby? Boom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, thank you, um, Lucas. I do like your answer. That is thanks. a good choice. Yeah. And not even like a choice. You didn't choose that. You just did it. <laughs> it <just> was. <laughs> I mean, I chose what music I listened to. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was a year long. A year long choice. The result of many choices. Yep. Yeah. I, I saw another meme this week, and it was like, people are posting their Spotify raps like, whoa, this is so true. And it's like, yeah, it's true. It's literally just data. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's literally data. <laughs> it's data. Um, well, so and, accurate. So accurate. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you my answer, but real quick, I just want to give a huge thank you to everybody who supported us uh, throughout true. the year. We got yeah, a lot we got a rap of people. Too. I didn't know that. We, we, as a like content creators, um, got a Spotify Wrapped, and we had just some awesome stats. Like you guys really, really pulled through, and uh, yeah. we had like twenty six people listen to our podcast more than any other podcast. Which like I that. I started thinking about it, and I was like, maybe those people listened. To one, one episode yeah. and don't listen don't to the podcast. Yeah, that's probably what it is. But still, I think that's a cool number. Yeah, it's fun. But then, awesome. yeah, we had we had new listeners in like Italy and Argentina and yeah. Chile and yeah. just like it was yeah. kind of like oh weird. This kind of has I guess a reach. <laughs> it's not like a big reach. A uh, person in uh, one yeah. person in these yes. countries yeah. have listened to it. Yeah. Um, and so thank you for all the minutes you spent. Or all the 100 and whatever years you've maybe spent yeah, <laughs> with us this year. Years. 130 you years. With this year. 69 million minutes of just Orange Boy slash Man Cave Movie Night. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so just quick, wanted to say that before we forgot. But Very my um, number one artist of the year was a... I was kind of shocked because it was a band I did not find until like two months ago. But I have just listened to them so much. Oh, I, I know it. And Niall, Niall does know it. This is an artist who goes by the name Day Glow. Oh, yeah. Um, which, I don't know if you guys follow any of us on Instagram, but you might have seen us do a little dance to a, a song of his. A little um, PC bop. A little bop. A little PC bop. Um, <laughs> amazing. So, I, I, I know a lot of people have heard, like, one of his songs called Can I Call You Tonight? That one just blew up like a year or two ago. And I hadn't heard it until this year. I found it over the summer. I liked it a lot. I listened to it quite a bit. And then I heard another song randomly at the beginning of this semester. And it was, um, that one ended up being my top, top song. It's called Close to You. It's also by him. And just from then on, I just started listening to all of his music, both albums. Of his 21 songs on my Spotify wrapped, um, he's released 21 songs, and I've had 18 of them on my playlist. Wow. Oh, in so, your top 100? In my top 100. Nice. And so I really just genuinely love this guy. Um, and I think the reason I connect with his music so much is because he, like... First of all, it's just him creating it in his bedroom alone, right? And I think that's super, super fun to think, oh, I could do this as well. If yeah, I it's had, inspiring. It's yeah, inspiring. Yeah. If, I, if I wanted to 
put in any effort towards anything at all. Seriously. <laughs> I could maybe do that. Um, so that's cool. He also has just a very nice, fun, light, pop feel and vibe to his songs. Um, while still creating like a little bit more concepty typed albums, right? His his new album Harmony House is straight up. He's like the same theme occurs in many of the songs, and he's just like I wanted it to feel like like Full House, you know, or like some sort of sitcom, oh, where each song could like represent a different part of that sitcom, and then the theme plays throughout. And so cool. like super cool some stuff to unpack. Um, and then it's all, it's like that new pop sound that I love, um, mixed with like, it's rooted in this, he calls it yacht rock sound, which is like the Doobie Brothers or, you know, right. um, classic rock that you would hear while you're on your yacht. And so, yeah. well, and he really does love like the eighties vibe of music too. So mm-hmm. it's like if 80s music was being released today exactly yeah and so you'll see elements of like all these in like all of his inspirations throughout his songs and the fact of the matter is is all of his inspirations are music that i listen to so classic rock (sighs) modern pop and so yeah really really love him go check him out um all i've got at least 18 songs i think you'd you'd like (laughs) i will listen to all 21 don't listen to those other three no 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 no, no, no. No, no. i i need to find out which ones they are because i mean i listen to just the albums and i'll like put the albums on on repeat it it must have been just like an ep or something (laughs) it genuinely is yeah that's probably what it is it's like oh also this is one other thing that i love about him and i'll then i'll be done one is he does he has a YouTube channel where he breaks down the creation of every song he's written. So he'll just like oh, sit nice. down and like play the tracks and like talk about, oh, this was my inspiration, or oh, this song like I wanted to do this. This is how I did it. Here's the drums, and this is when I add the synth. It sounded like this, and that is just so awesome. Like and no artist. Even in some do of that. them, like he basically recreates the song. Like yeah. he'll kind of record it again and show you, and like. He just does it so fast. Yeah. <laughs> it's so frustrating. It's it's very, very cool. But you know that's a lot of work that goes into it and stuff. Yeah. So he already he knows it through and through. But he has that and then his music videos are absolutely hilarious. They really? are absurd. Yeah. <laughs> They're nice. like if we made music videos. One of them, <laughs> the Can I Call You Tonight is just him in front of a green screen. Uh-huh. And just putting like the most random like oh, just explosions. And yeah. A I cheetah. All sorts of like <laughs> random things I love in the background. It. So go check those out as well. That's sweet. That's my question. Nice. Thanks Way for good. thanks for everything. My question is: We're gonna take it back a little bit, not take so it back, topical. Take it way back. And take it way way back. Take it back now, y'all. Not so topical as to right now the music we're listening to right now. Maybe you still listen to it, but this is a question about an album that shaped you, an album that influenced you. What is the most influential album or your most, the album you have the most fond memories of either as a child or growing up, just something that impacted you and you still look back on it. You're just like, every time you listen to that album or like a song from it, you're just like, I know that one. That's a, that's a good album. I love it. Yeah. I, I can just jump into mine really quick. Cause I've got, I've got two that one of them is the first one. That's the most nostalgic to me. 
yeah. I hear a song from that and I'm like, like more than any other material, like it's just the most nostalgic for me. And it's so random because I don't really re- remember listening to the album that much, but the songs that stood out still stand out. And that's uh, John Mayer's album, Room for Squares. Mm, yep. Um, my mom had this on CD, and every once in a while, I guess she would just play it in the car. And so there's some songs like uh, Why Georgia um, that just, mm-hmm. like, when that comes so on, good. like, I, <laughs> I genuinely get, like, emotional. And it's, like, <laughs> just random. Yeah. And I always thought it was, like, I always thought that was a best of John Mayer album because uh-huh. of the art yeah. on the uh, yeah on it is like the squares and stuff. Anyway, so that's one answer. I really, I really I love. I think that's his first album. I think so. It, it's one of his first for sure. Which I, it's annoying that so many good songs <laughs> are on that album. You know, <laughs> it's like at least work. It, up to brilliance you know i mean he still is knocking out great great yeah music so um i've i got this this year and last year on a bit of a john mayer kick and that's when i rediscovered those songs and i was like oh my gosh like how do i know this so well yeah and i was like who how do i know this and then i found out yeah it was because my mom had that had that cd so uh room for spares and then the other album is a like I don't know. It's not even an album. It's just a collection of Michael Jackson songs. It's nice. Like the, the Essential or The Very Best or something yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah, The Essential Michael Jackson, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yep. a white cover. Yeah, yeah, white cover with him and his black, like, bad outfit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so my grandma got me that one when I was, like, in elementary school. Nice. And that was, I was, I played it nonstop until it it broke. Like, the CD stopped working. The CD broke? I listened to it so much, and I I was just like, it was one of the first albums when I thought, oh man, this is music. And not only is it music, I'm choosing to listen to this because I think it sounds good and it like makes me feel a certain way. Yeah. And so, and then that kind of like shaped where my music tastes, I mean, eventually went, but it was just the first one where I really found an importance, the importance of music. So, that's awesome. uh, yeah, so Michael Jackson's very, very essential. <laughs> That's interesting that you say that because two of my options, which now I'll just say other stuff, were Continuum by John Mayer and The Essential Michael Jackson. Nice. No way. <laughs> uh, yeah, those were, they were actually mostly music that my sister loved. Mm. Um, and like... My my oldest brother, 10 years older than me, he was kind of like out of the house a lot, you know. And so that meant that my sister had a lot of the creative control over uh, what music would be played mm. in the house. Right. And so a lot of John Mayer, a lot of Billy Joel, a lot of Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. um, you know. And then there was the Rascal Flats period because... Cars came out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I honestly was thinking about saying the cars. The, the cars. Oh, yeah. Oh, bro. It goes There's hard. good stuff on there, man. Yeah. yeah. But um, I I will adjust my answer instead of being nostalgic. I I guess I'll go with most influential, which mine is also two albums. Um, first of all, uh, the 2011 Foo Fighters album "Wasting Light." So good. Um, 
that album really just like every single song is great. Um, which like in, in more recent years, I've kind of tapered off in listening to the Foo Fighters just because, you know, I've been finding different stuff, some more kind of weirder proggier stuff and some more kind of poppy stuff actually. Um, but every time I go back to the Foo Fighters, any of their albums, because there was a long stretch of my life where they were the only band that I would listen to, (laughs) you know? Um, but, uh, I don't know, dude, the song Arlandria specifically, I don't know why that song just like really spoke to me when I was in junior high, but (laughs) I, I just, I loved it, you know? And I still, every time I listen to it, I'm just like, this is just a great song. And there, there's a documentary, um, called back and forth that is basically like a history of the Foo Fighters for the first half. And then the second half is them recording Wasting Light. Um, and it's, it's really, it's fascinating because they went back to recording analog instead of digitally with that album. Hmm. And they recorded it, um, in Dave Grohl's garage instead of like in a studio, which his garage is still nicer than, you know, most (laughs) studios, but it's still just kind of fascinating. That was like the approach that they had. Um, and I don't know, just everything on that album just fills me with like, it makes me think of junior high and it makes me (laughs) think of, you know, my friends in that time and what I was doing. And, uh, the other thing that makes me think of junior high is, um, Haken's the mountain because this is that album came out in 2013, I believe. Um, and, uh, it just, it really is just kind of perfect. (laughs) Um, That album makes me feel emotions that I didn't know that I had. Um, but specifically the song Pareidolia, because that song was like the kind of the one that introduced me. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember my my brother, oldest brother again, his name's Ian. Um, shout out to Ian. Shout um, out to Ian. Uh, he sh- showed me and my other brother, um, who I won't say his name so that we don't have to do a shout out. Um, <laughs> Paradolia, and then from there we listened to that album and it's just kind of like that's one of those albums where i remember listening to it with my brother and it ended and we were like well should we listen to it again and we just started it from the top and just listened again and i i remember um one of the other things about that album that's significant and important to me was i feel like it was one of the first um, of like kind of the weirder, proggier and heavier, like more metal albums that I would show my friends and they would go, Oh, this is cool. You know? And kind of like secured and justified like my weird music opinions for me and made me feel a little bit more accepted because like being into metal and the weird prog stuff, I kind of felt musically like an outcast a lot of the time. Like I couldn't really music was like the thing that I cared about, but I couldn't relate to anybody over it because nobody liked the stuff that I liked. And also I was a jerk about liking pop and popular things yeah, back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gatekeeping um, up the wazoo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I've, I've calmed down on that a whole lot. <laughs> at least, well, in our, at least there's still music say. that's objectively bad, I think, but yeah, I, you might, I you might have the opinions still. You just don't voice them. As yeah. Much. But, um, that album was the first time where I really started to feel like, oh, other people can enjoy this stuff and I can like, I can find a community in that. Um, and since then I've found a lot of, you know, people who I can relate to 
about any of the music that I listen to, and it's really mm-hmm. cool. So Haken's the Mountain kind of started me on that trail. Well, and I can confirm, Niall showed me that one, and to this day, it is my favorite album. I listen to it really? very regularly. I have it on CD now, um, mm-hmm. but I on CD that's not easy to find. No, it's not. Mm-mm. CDs like there was a kid who came into Best Buy the other day, like on Black Friday. And he was like, hey, do you guys have CDs? And I'm like, no, sorry, man. And he, like, got genuinely mad. Yeah. He was just mad. <laughs> I was just like, bro, like, come on. You can't be looking for CDs. Yeah. Like, we have vinyls, but, like. Well, I I got recently, last year, um, Haken repressed The Mountain and Affinity onto vinyl. Mm. Um, nice. Which, the, the, those records are very, very rare. Because um, they didn't print a lot. Because they're not the biggest band. And so I bought them, spent a lot of money well not a lot of money but more than i would generally spend on a record you know mm-hmm. um because they were printed in the the uk oh. um, to be shipped over here so there was like a whole thing they get here and both of them are printed poorly there's like like they uh, weren't pressed correctly oh, or something and so there's a skip there's a skip right in the middle of pareidolia oh that's um which is my favorite song on that album um, and then on Affinity, there's like three or four different skips. That, it's just, it's so, so frustrating. And because of like the fact that it was printed in the UK, it just turned out to be like more of a bother to get them replaced than to just kind of deal with it. Ugh. And so now they're, they're both just kind of shelf sitters, which is sad, but. Hey, at least you, you know, got them. That's how it goes. Yeah. Dang. Well, for me, I may have mentioned this before. I have definitely mentioned this artist before, earlier this episode, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. the album is Straight Outta Linwood by Weird Al Yankovic. Wow. That what? is, I believe, the 2007 release. I don't remember exactly what year it was, but I remember vividly going, we were at Walmart, my family, we were Walmart shopping, and my parents were like, oh, hey, the new Weird Al album just came out, so let's get it. And so we got it, and we listened to it on the drive home. And we listened to it at home on our CD player that we used to have. And ever since then, every time I listen to any of those tracks on Strata Linwood, the most memorable being White and Nerdy is from that album. Mm. But there are also some excellent classics like um, Stuck in the Drive-Thru. And then there are some lesser known ones like Pancreas and um, (laughs) Canadian Idiot, which I think are equally funny. Canadian Idiot I was aware of as a child. Yep. And Weasel Stomping Day is also from that album. Another sure, hilarious Yeah, favorite. everyone loves that one. Yeah. <laughs> Genuinely, um, you could be listing your fake Spotify rap. I again. could, yeah. Just, I would have <laughs> just no like, okay. But these are real songs by Weird Al. And I'm not kidding when I tell you like that I seriously listen to this album or just Weird Al albums all the time because like Weird Al had such a huge influence on me as like you know, as far as my sense of humor and the music that I like and just like wit in general because weird al he's silly and weird yeah but he's very clever he's very intelligent in his songwriting like it's it's not just like haha lol fart joke poo poo like he has very funny genuine jokes like in his music and he's a good musician as well like he plays the accordion phenomenally and he's got a great voice and his drummer is super solid um like those guys have been together basically since the beginning um his whole band and so, yeah, I just love every time I listen to any of the songs on Strata Linwood, which I don't do that often. But if I turn it on, I like have them all memorized still. 
and I'll just be able to sing along. Um, it's just such a fun album. I just love it. Um, but yeah. You ever watch comedy Bang Bang? I have watched it. Yeah. Not like all yeah. of it, but I know he's in it and like involved. It's kind of like this, this meme joke talk show and yeah. in, in like the fourth or fifth season, Weird he yeah. becomes the band leader yeah. and he's really funny. Yep. Yeah. He's a, he's a funny guy. Um, Kid Cudi was the band leader on that for a while. Yeah, Kid Cudi, I also actually really like. For like almost a full season. <laughs> Kid See Ghosts, which is a, I think the best stuff that Kanye has ever come out with, was a collab with Kid Cudi. Interesting. Um, I didn't know that. Wow. It's a, it was a what? Well, a it, was a, it was a what? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so that's interesting because I think that I maybe have a segue idea. Okay, so let's let's spitball. Let's spitball. Let's, let's, spit let's spitball some second so, ideas. So Lucas was talking about collabs. Okay. And my co- uh, question is related to collabs. And so I was thinking of saying something along the lines of, okay, so that's a really good collab. Um, speaking of collabs, <laughs> which is, I feel like the speaking of is a good uh, Yeah, you segue. can try it out. No, that's, I'll, I'll say, speaking okay, of is the okay, best I'll, I'll say... Yeah, so say... say okay, a, I'll say my say a, I'll say it again. Yeah, do a little setup. So, I think that the best... Speaking of collabs... <laughs> um, so you're a little early there. What a little if bit we... early. Just try, let's just try it <laughs> no. one more time. You gotta, wait, right. you gotta wait a little bit longer. Just a little bit longer. Until just I give me a cue. Sentence. Okay, I'll, I'll give you a cue. I'll give you a visual skills-based cue. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So recently, I was listening to Kanye and Kid Cudi, which I think is the best thing that Kanye has come out with, and it's an excellent collab Good. between these two artists. Oh, is the waving the hands, that's me. Yeah, that's you. So now you say your line. Speaking of collabs, nice. um, my question is also related to collabs, <laughs> and the question is as follows. Um, <laughs> what two artists... Uh, do you think should col- collaborate? Um, I Thank you, have always found collaborations interesting, and Jared tends to find some interesting collaborations and send them to me. <laughs> um, very unlikely yeah. duos, such as The Weeknd and Gasafelstein. <laughs> um, but I, I've always found the idea of collabs interesting. In fact, there was once upon a time a somewhat collaborative effort between between the buried in me and the deer hunter my two favorite bands um where they kind of rewrote and re-recorded one of each other's songs and it's very fascinating Mm. um and so collabs kind of just are an interesting thing to me they're not as much of a thing in my realm of music that i listen to as much as maybe like kind of the pop rap um scene area but i just want to know like what what collabs do you guys think would be an interesting thing to hear and to listen to? I'm going to go first just because it's a silly answer, but I genuinely think that it would be cool to have Weird Al and the Lonely Island collab on a song together. What? Isn't that crazy that I would say that? I seriously, I, I typed in the first word of this question and was like, well, we already know what Lucas yeah. is going to say. And I was going to try and think of something <laughs> be, else, a different answer, fair, but I was like, no. It would be really good. Yeah. We should know what all of us said. This has been a question before. Has it? <laughs> yeah. On our crossovers episode. Oh, no. True, when actually. Because you said that answer, and I said, because I was trying to think of a different one than Charlie <laughs> Puth and Sia. And then oh, you were like, oh, no. wait, I already said this. Yeah, Whose exactly. Whose question was it? It that wasn't was, my that question, That was my question. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, well, maybe I no. So. I didn't know. 
I've got another question. My answer. If we want no, to go let's to do. Another... I want to do this one. My answer okay. is because we're in a different headspace now. Well, Weird Al Lonely Island. <laughs> Hasn't sure. changed I'm trying months. to come up with another answer. Because <laughs> mine hasn't changed. Say, um... Here, well, I'll tell you one that I thought of. Yeah, you go you, go you and then... I I'll can't even me. remember what my answer was, obviously. I can't it's even remember be the we same. did this question. <laughs> It'll be the exact uh, no, same. No, but my answer is very different, and this is, like, a lot of the listeners aren't going to know either of these bands, but I say go and listen to both of these bands, and then you will understand why I want a collaboration between the two. The bands are The Reign of Kindo mm. and Thank You Scientist. Yeah, those, cool. That's not the same answer. Um, the, the Reign of Kindo <laughs> no. is... Well, I know that it's not because I thought of this last night. <laughs> um, the Reign of Kindo is kind of like a, a jazz rock band. They, they're they very, very good. And they record like all live recordings together. Like They all get in the room and they play their instruments. And if that's not the take, they play the song again from the beginning, you know? It's no like over tracking or, or things like that. Very, very good musicians. Um, uh, they're just great. And then Thank You Scientist is a jazz metal fusion band um, with like a lot of very complex time signatures and insane just ripping guitar solos. They're, they're a seven piece band, including um, a violin, a trumpet, um, a saxophone. Um, and then, you know, guitars and keys and whatnot. Um, but I just think listening to them together, like listening to Thank You Scientist introducing kind of the the humor and comedy of, of Thank You Scientist's like really complex, insane, jokey music with um, the Reign of Kindo's just like raw, beautiful, like more jazzy rock type approach to it they could make something amazing together. So go listen to the albums, Play With Fire by Reign of Kindo, and then um, uh, Stranger Heads Prevail by Thank You Scientist, and tell me that that collaboration wouldn't just be amazing. I will now, because you said that. Okay. I'd never yeah, even do heard it. of either I dare those. you. They are both good. I mean, I love Reign of Kindo. I am not yeah. huge... I mean, Thank You Scientist didn't hook me as much, but that's yeah. That's because well, thank you, you have to nurse it a little more. It's yeah, going, like going back to the Between the Buried and Me thing, it's like, to really enjoy any of their music, you have to listen to it like three times. Yeah, <laughs> and I'll, I'll say one of my favorite songs is on the Don't Play With Fire, or Play With Fire. Oh, Play With Fire. Just Play With yeah. Fire album. It's called Sunshine. Sunshine, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Sunrise, because that yeah. brings me to my Sunshine. answer is an artist who has a song called Sunrise, um, I believe. Wow. Segway inside in, in, the question. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going too deep. I don't understand, deep. bro. My mind is just not that fast. So I, in or my... Lucas, hurry and kneecap this. <laughs> in my grasping for an answer outside of Charlie Puth and Sia, which you gotta, you gotta admit that'd be fire, um, is... I don't have to admit that. You have to admit it. So <laughs> my new answer is it. two other artists that I really, really love, and that is Daft Punk. Oh yeah. And um, Jeff Bridges. <laughs> Childish Gambino, actually. Actually? Oh, oh nice. Okay. That would be sick. That could be sick. Daft so, Punk, fun fact, was actually my second most listened to band this year. There you wow. go. So Lucas would my actual second <laughs> Lucas most would listen to this then. Oh yeah, of course. I love Daft Punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when um, will Daft Punk become intelligent punk? You know, 
Never. We may never see it. Never now. Bro, I, I guess, that yeah. that whole crap where they ended this year, like they broke up or whatever, so dumb. Yeah. There was like, it come on, dumb. you haven't made an album for over ten years, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've been together since '97, which is technically true, and you break up, you end your career by saying, here's a video and a song we came out with a decade ago, but there's no new song, there's no new album, there's nothing. It's just we're done. Sorry, lol. That's them being the Daft Punk. I know. It's yeah. uh, it was just so frustrating. They're, they never advertised that they would do anything. No, they didn't. They basically said they would not ever do anything again because they're like, yeah, we won album of the year. We did exactly what we wanted to with um, random access memories, and so yeah, which is a phenomenal. But Jared, album. talk oh, more yeah. about why you Sorry, want that collaboration. Jared, well. I was going to choose a different artist that had broken up already, and I was going to say uh, Harry Styles and One Direction should do a collab, but oh, interesting. 1D is probably not getting that's back together, a, so Harry Styles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I've said this before. I want to see a Harry Styles One Direction concert, and I'd want Harry Styles As to the be the front line. <laughs> to be the guy, and then yeah. One Direction, Opens line them up off-center so like, and on an angle so that they're like the backup singers. Well, because I it's love One like Direction, a, and I, but like I would want to hear the Harry Styles, like, songs. Songs, yeah. You know? Harry Styles, man, he's got some good stuff. He's got some bangers. He... And so does One D, but his is a little more mature, or a little just more... Is One Direction still pretty adult. popular? Like, do people... Do the youths listen to that very much nowadays still i mean they're I not think, talked i think about it's more lot, people that are our age listen i have 25 million direction monthly listeners on spotify so but someone's I, I, out there I listening would, i bet that most of the wonder act wonder action i always called them wonder action as a joke and now i still just that's what i think of wonder, like wonder action. action yeah wonder space action i love it um the wonder action <laughs> fan base i would imagine is mostly 18 and older yeah just continues listening to them yeah probably makes sense yeah soon one direction is going to be like the nsync you know like yeah nsync or backstreet boys like yeah that was before our time yeah <laughs> but yeah that, that'll be weird oh zane um, is just called zane that's his yeah, he's he's just zane now he's just zane zane pain niall is um, still his full name niall horan yeah, Niall Horan, and then the other two... Harry Styles kind of Louis have... Tomlinson, or Louis? Yeah, yeah, the one that nobody can remember his name. There's Louis and Liam. Oh, is it Louis? Yeah. Wait, there are five? I thought there were oh. four. There's, no, there's five. No, it's five. Well, Zane why does the picture only have four? Zane, because Zane left. Not in there. Oh, yeah, Zane, Zane left early on. He left... And that's why there was Zane pain. Zane left uh... after their album four, actually. Wait, but the, the four... <laughs> and four then they made Made in the AM. Anyway, this is off topic. I see. I do get to flex my One Direction knowledge, mm-hmm. though. So, I don't know. Bad. Uh, back to my answer. Daft Punk makes some very, very great, like, soundscapes. And True. just, like, um, can lay a very, very interesting and nice foundation uh, that I will want on repeat for forever. Uh, and then Childish oh, yeah. Gambino can go over top with, with his lyricism um and his uh just ability to like tell a story um and so i mean the the combination of the two would be would be phenomenal and so i agree i do think it would be combining two strengths that would work Lo- together, Childish, work well uh, together something i did not mention earlier with childish gambino is a huge reason why i love his music is his lyricism is just awesome 
Like he mm-hmm. comes up with such clever rhymes and lines that are just like silly. Like he ultimately like is pretty funny. Like a lot of his stuff is very clever and, and fun. Um, and I think that would work really well with the, like like what you were saying with the Daft Punk thing. But actually, my most listened to Daft Punk song I just want to throw this out there this year was "Giorgio" by Marauder, which if you've heard Random Access Memories, that song starts with a minute and a half monologue by it does yeah. Giorgio or no Giovanni Giorgio, and then it has the for like five minutes. And I what I will do literally, so I have these like LED light strips in my room, right? And I'll lay down on my bed and I'll turn on this function. I'll turn on the function where um, it has like the, it fades in and out from these colors, right? And so it'll be like in between. And I'll turn that song on and I'll just like, my body, my mind will just transcend my body. And then I'll just like, <laughs> like be listening to that song on my speakers I have set up to my computer because I, I got like a subwoofer and everything. So nice. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's good. Oh, well, yeah. Man, it was good talking to, Talking about music. Oh yeah, yeah. With you boys, music is I good don't feel and like nice. I get to do it often enough. Yeah, we really don't. True. We, do. um, we have made two hours of content this week, guys. That's pretty good. That's more than we make in a month wow. usually. Usually, well, <laughs> yeah. So we had forty. That's more than you. That's more than you make in a whole year. <laughs> I make ten times what you make. <laughs> anyway, that's a little. I think you should leave. <laughs> um. Anyway. I guess this is my episode, huh? Yeah, music. Yeah, yeah say something to say goodbye. Say something to say goodbye. Music is good, and we would love to see if some of you already shared if we were in your top Sp- um, Spotify like track, like um, podcast. Wrapped. Wrapped, all that stuff, which was awesome. Um, otherwise, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Listen to some Bye. music. Bye. Bye. <laughs> mm.